If I could tell the world just one thing, it would be that we're all okay. And not to worry because worry is wasteful and useless in times like these. I will not be made useless. We are raffling off an original painting by our very own The Word Whore. This draw will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday, September 17, 2012. Not only is this a chance to own an original work of art, it is a chance to help right an unfortunate wrong. 100% of the proceeds will go directly towards paying off the mountainous debts incurred as a result of the injuries the word horse sustained to her right hand last June. Only $25 per ticket. Visit airoutmyshorts.com today. Good luck. That's airoutmyshorts.com. Thank you. My hands are small, I know, but they're not yours. They are my own, but they're not yours. They are my own. We are never broken. Theitspot.com. Canadians are very worldly and know stuff. That's true. Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Hola. Hi. Hi. Preston Buttons, you're on the air with the Word Whore. Well, hello there. Hi. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> oh, I have a headache of biblical proportions. And why is that? I don't know. I have no idea. Does it involve uh, drinking too much last night? No. Oh, maybe. There's no such <laughs> thing as too much. <laughs> Who knows? I think maybe I didn't eat enough today and I'm having that kind of, you know. Oh, so welcome uh, to the seventh anniversary episode. Yay! Seven years of air out my shorts. Can it be true? Who it's, knew? It's crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. Seven years. I meant to do like a little bit of poking around to see what what other things were were seven or seven years. Um, you know, what am I? What am I talking about? I have no idea. Uh, I think I was looking for all things with the number seven in it so that we could do a bit of a theme, and then I just got lazy. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. What do you know? What's new with you? Well, today there is a shooting on College Street. Shut up. More crime? More crime. But this, this was right in the middle of the Italian football match Oh, on a crowded patio. Some guy just walked up and shot two people. Well, one guy was injured. I don't know if that was collateral damage or not. But shot someone they said known in the area, point blank, a bunch of times and killed them. And then walked Whoa. off. And he was dressed like a construction worker with a, with a mask on, like a surgical mask. So it was sort of like a walk by shooting by the... Village people? Exactly. Oh, I and love I, it. And I already made that joke on Facebook, so there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, I said, uh, Dave, David Scarahoto shoots local mobster. <laughs> Jesus, that's nutty. And I love that you say football match, by the way. Football match. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that's, that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty crazy. That that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't really happen that often in any city. I don't think that you have something quite this public. Although we had a public shooting last week in the Eaton Center, too, a fatal one. Yes, we talked about that. Uh, so maybe it does happen here. Although I guess this so. really sounds like this is like a Godfather mafia hit. It sounds like to me. For I, real. I mean, they didn't say that there's any connections, at least at this point. I don't know what the news is now. 
but uh, when I when I heard about it, they just said that the guy killed is is well known in the neighborhood. That either means that he's the village idiot or he's a mobster. I think I, I would think it means that he's well known. Um, that's how I would take it anyway. But how do they know that the guy was just dressed as a construction worker? How do they know he's not a construction worker? Well, they didn't say that he wasn't a construction okay. worker. Okay. The way you said it kind of implied like he was in costume. And I'm thinking, why? Uh, why? It, to me, it would make sense if it was mafia-related that uh, a construction worker would be a logical person to kill someone I guess in the mob, it also, right? It also don't they so. don't they all hide their their real businesses behind construction companies? That's my knowledge of. Well, yeah, of course, in the Toronto collection. mob waste management. Yes, uh, I don't know. So yeah, maybe maybe he is a legitimate construction worker. It just seems like an unusual costume to put on. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe he's Anything a stripper. Possible. He might have been a stripogram. Ah, maybe he just got the wrong message. <laughs> he got the wrong message. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I shouldn't laugh. It's not nice. I don't. I don't like anybody being shot for any reason. Um. So yeah, that that's immediately that, that's that's on the news. No fucking kidding. What, well, uh, what happened to our lovely, fair, safe, clean city? It's taking a beating in that sense uh, lately. Sure fucking sounds like it. Maybe the the next zombie incident will be there. There's a bunch of us prepared for the, the zombie apocalypse. Yes, you told me that. Yes. I'm glad you'll be prepared. Anyway, what's uh what's up with you? Mm, what do I know? What do I know? What do I know? I know that um I know that those wacky cartoon toilet paper bears are still subject to some kind of strange bum inspection ritual. Um, sorry, I just saw that a couple minutes ago, so it was on my mind again. Really freaks me out. Um, I know that our poor sweet hair hard luck, our caller from last episode, um, has now officially been stranded because of his beautiful little Mustang overheating, trying to enter or leave Miami three times. It's happened again? Yes, it happened again on Saturday this past weekend. Uh, so, so that's at least once coming, twice going. It, Jesus, it may even be four times now. Seriously, it's back in the shop again. Um, Mumblebee and I are going to go visit him this Friday uh, instead, just in case to be safe. Because uh, I'm convinced there might be a plague of locusts or it might fucking rain toads or something if he tries to come down here again. Um, so, yeah, we're going to visit him instead just just to keep peace in the universe, you know? I'm not ready for the apocalypse just yet. I mean, it's an old car, but still, they, they're much simpler engines than nowadays, so you would think that... Yeah, something, something would be easy. Something's inherently wrong. They've replaced the water pump. They've replaced the radiator. Radiator or radiator? I think it's a radiator. <laughs> Although I don't know why. Well, no, I, I think Americans say radiator and Canadians say radiator. I wonder what our Brits say. They probably call it something else <laughs> entirely. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a thumpity hoop. Probably. Um, anyway, yeah, so it, it spewed fluid all over the highway. It broke down in exactly the same spot it did the last time he tried to take it home. And uh, he's frustrated beyond belief. And I'm really feeling for him. This time he had someone follow him here to follow him back just in case this happened. And I said, oh, you just fucking jinxed yourself. And I felt guilty because five minutes later I got a message saying, yep, I jinxed myself. And pictures of it spewing radiator fluid all over the street. Oh, fuck, the poor guy. Anyway, it's a beautiful car. It's just, it's, it's clearly a lemon inside. 
Um, what else do I know? Uh, I know that exactly one year ago this morning, the, the day we're recording this episode, not to be confused with the day we're listening to it, um, is the day that I woke up in the, uh, the hospital recovery room. Doped out of my gourd and all hopped up on goofballs and scared out of my wits that I didn't have a hand left. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a milestone. I can't believe it's been a year. I'm in shock. I want to extend a a very loving thank you to everyone who has bought a raffle ticket so far. And um, Are they selling like hotcakes? I wouldn't say hotcakes. They're selling like ice cubes in Alaska. (laughs) Is there a phrase that's the opposite of hotcakes? And do do hot... Do hotcakes even sell like hotcakes? I don't. I don't know what a hotcake is. <laughs> it's a pancake, silly. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. That's what. Flapjacks, hotcakes, pancakes. I think it's all the same thing. I just assumed. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, it, no. It's it's going okay. I'd say okay. I'm hopeful. And when do people have to buy tickets? Um, they have until September sixteenth or seventeenth. Yeah, so so they do have a while, but I don't want to stress that fact. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up before they're all gone. Don't wait. Enter don't multiple wait. times. Exactly, exactly. We have had one multiple buyer. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yes. It's it's you know, it's less than the cost of a case of beer, folks. And that, that's it. I'll stop whining now. Um, I think we should probably read a story because this is air out my shorts. Oh, well, wait. Before we go on, Banachek got married. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. It was. I just saw pictures this morning. Our guest or one of our guests over the years, uh, Banachek, longtime friend. Uh, and I went to that a uh, couple of nights ago. Oh, tell me about it. I, I would love to attend well, vicariously. Well, we, they, they had a, like a private cer- ceremony. So the reception was in a private room above a club. I think they just told you the ceremony was private. Just what, just in, me? Just you. Just in case you were the one who spoke up when they said anyone has a new, What's the line? If anyone if you here, you have any problem with this yeah. union, speak up now or forever hold your pee. Yeah, you do it once, and then they no one ever invites you to their wedding. Exactly. Anyway, so we went back to this 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 room, and um, uh, it was a, and it, you know it was a smallish reception. I don't know how many people were there, but it was you know there were a bunch of people I haven't seen in a while. And you're, you're uh, the third person who has told me that. In relation to this event, so it must be true, and I'm dying to hear who they were. Oh well, mostly it was the the Cinco Amigos were there, the uh, five people who went to Cuba. Excellent, Bay of um, Pigs, Bay of Pigs, Bay of yes. Pigs. Yes. Uh, so, in other words, the only five men on the planet who've seen you naked. <laughs> uh, we're in Cuba. Um, <laughs> I don't know if we ever told that story, but we might need to put that one on hold for another episode. <laughs> there, um, you know, and there were other people too. I didn't talk to a ton of people. I think because I was a little hungover and didn't particularly feel that social. But and because that's just your way. Yeah, it's just my way. But anyway, it was good. He's married again. Mazel tov. And that's good for him. Speaking of old phone guests. Disco Lou is coming to visit tomorrow. Oh, my. Uh-huh. I haven't seen him in fucking ages. Ages. And he's only in town for one night, like a sailor. So that might work in his favor. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I, I'm not even sure what his current status is. I have no idea. That's... I'm just just teasing. I just thought it was funny that he was only in town for one night. He's got a meeting tomorrow, and he couldn't get a flight until the next day. So, by fluke, I get like a an afterthought visit. 
Yeah, well. So, yeah, that'll be fun. I'm sure I will have many stories to tell as a result of his one night in town. Mm-hmm. Now we should get to a story. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready because we've got an exciting submission. Really exciting. Oh, let's see what's in the bag. Oh, no, no. This this one, we're making an exception. I have already picked the story we're going to read tonight. Oh, okay. We'll go ahead. It is called Penis Envy, and it has been sent to us by none other than the General Steve E. Lee. Oh, my. Seriously, I know. Remember when when I got in shit because I thought the story about the world covered in snot was written by Steve Ely and somebody else? Oh, shit, now I'm going to get in more shit because I've forgotten who the somebody else who said that was my story. Yeah, I've forgotten too. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh, fuck. Okay, something's really wrong with my memory. Does beer kill brain cells? Yes. Fuck, it's starting to work. It gets good after a while. I'm fine with it. Trust me, there's a lot of shit I'd like to forget. Um, I just wish it could be selective. I wish I could pick and choose what it erases from my brain. <laughs> I, I don't want to offend whomever really wrote the snot story by forgetting them again. I think it might have been Ryan Saunders. That anyway, sounds right. It sounds right to me, a.k.a. Doxim. That's the problem. We have too many names for everybody. So the general sent penis envy. I thought it would be a perfect selection for our seven years of air out my shorts special episode. And the only thing special about the episode is that we keep saying seven years of air out my shorts. <laughs> mm-hmm. So penis envy by Steve, the general E. Lee. No man, it's got nothing to do with dicks. They just call that because of the way it looks, you know, kind of like a dick. Jake looked skeptically at the Ziploc bag his friend Terrence was holding. The beige powder in it could be anything. He was willing to believe it was mushrooms, probably even the right species. Something, something, Cubensis? Cubensis? How would you say that? I don't know. Cubensis. Doesn't matter. Cubensis. Cubensis. It matters to me, man. But Terrence had paid far more than street value for these on that Silk Road site because they were supposed to be a legendary strain called Penis Envy. Penis Envy. Legendary. Strain. Everyone knew about (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to pick another random word, but then nothing worked. Go ahead. Everyone knew about penis envy, Terrence said. They were twice as potent as your regular cubes. They'll blow your fucking mind out, Terrence said. Jake thought Terrence was a sucker. A sucker for buying drugs online in the first place, but even more for believing what anonymous dealers said about them. If these shrooms were some special kind that looked so unique, then why did they come powdered? Why not just dry them and sell them whole shroom like a regular person? You're full of shit, Terrence, Jake said for the fifth time that day. Nadine laughed and said, yeah, do you even know what a dick looks like? Terrence put on a hurt look. Hey, if you guys don't want it. We didn't say that, Nadine said. Penis envy or not, dripping, penis envy or not, tripping at the burn was a moral imperative. Discordia was just a small regional burn, a bit like Burning Man, but with only a few hundred hippies and stoners instead of tens of thousands, in the Carolina foothills, in pleasant weather with grass and trees. In other words, nothing at all like Burning Man. I thought it was funny that you said dripping instead of tripping, and I think it's because you had drippy penis in your head. Uh, I, I think you're hearing things. No, you said dripping. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm from Toronto. I don't say teas. Uh, hold on a second. I'm trying to find my lighter. It's buried under some paper. Lulu Fontaine has been to Burning Man. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I know quite a few people who go, but I don't think of them as hippies. There is a whole uh, Burning Man contingent who used to hang out at the bar that I used to hang out at. And they were all right people, but I wouldn't want to hang out with them. Oh, you mean the place where you were the barfly? Yeah. What was wrong with them? Yeah, they're these Burning, burning Man people. What do you got against they, Burning they, Man? They, they were kind of, kind of hippie-ish. Are you a hippieist? <laughs> Depends what the hippies are like. And it's funny because it's like I'm kind of curious about Burning Man, but not enough to like deal with the the people that I know who go to Burning Man. Okay, well, one day we will get uh, Lulu Fontaine and or her husband on, who have both been. He's been twice. She's been once. She couldn't go the first time because her back was fucked up. Um, and we'll get them to tell us their Burning Man experience. And then you can find out about it. Okay? How's that? Okay. 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 They're on a road trip right now, but I digress. We need to get back to the story. Where did you leave off? In other words, nothing at all like Burning Man. But they'd had a good time so far. Jake had gotten up early to watch girls doing naked yoga at the center camp. Ooh, where can I see that? Is that a real place? What's the center camp? It's this mini Burning Man thing that... Oh, sorry. They're talking about it. <laughs> yeah, you, should, you should complain that I don't listen to this. I stuff. distracted myself with my own thoughts and few remaining brain, brain cells. cells. <laughs> I couldn't even think of the word brain cells. Jesus Christ, we've got a problem. Nadine, his bi, poly, hippie chick girlfriend. I think that's the song had done the same. She was wearing only a skirt now, her left breast painted with a dragon, and her right breast with an abstract swirling design that looked to Jake like a pair of obese butterflies on fire. Terence had spent the day being Terence, wandering between camps, sharing other people's weed, and sitting with a blank moleskin notebook he almost had the courage to write in. He'd come back to their tent 20 minutes ago, shouting in a sing-song voice how incredibly high he was. Jake didn't notice much difference. They split the mushroom powder three ways. Terence had started to make much ceremony with his little digital scale. But fiddling with it got old, and eventually Nadine just divided it into three even piles on a paper plate. Jake mixed his in a cup of Gatorade. Ew, ew, really? Oh, I would never pollute my mushroom powder with Gatorade. I hate Gatorade. It's disgusting. Why do people drink that shit? You know what? I used to hate it too, like a lot. I mean, I really hate it. But it's... but lately, I if I've been hungover, I've greatly appreciated it. No. Switch to V8. It's much, much better hangover drink. Well, I still think Nest Tea is the best for hangover, but no, oh, v- V8's too tomatoey. Nest Tea's too sweet for me. I don't even know how to describe Gatorade. I feel like I'm drinking somebody else's pee, except it's dyed weird colors, and I don't understand it. What's it supposed to taste like? I don't know. I know there's no alcohol in it. It tastes weird. I know. But I guess I've kind of gotten used to the taste. And when I'm drinking it, I'm usually so dehydrated that I've actually picked up Gatorade. (laughs) I don't see the point of drinking something liquid that doesn't have either alcohol or caffeine in it. It serves no purpose to me whatsoever. And that's why you keep losing your place. True. That's true. I usually go straight from coffee to beer. And there's, there's really no in between. Anyway, uh, that's why I keep losing my place. Jake mixed his in a cup of Gatorade, figuring it couldn't make the taste much worse. He was wrong, so he chased it with some red label. Mmm, now that's a, that's after my own heart. And passed the flask around. I want to wander, Nadine said and trounced away. Jake and Terrence followed, of course looking and feeling like the retinue for a fairy princess. I like girls who trounce. Trounce? 
Mm-hmm. And bounce. She bounces, she trances, she's topless, and she's bi-poly hippie chick girlfriend. We're down with that. <laughs> Someone touched her as a kid. Possibly. But why did you have to make it icky? <laughs> why can't people just have this nice image in their heads of this bouncy, pouncy, poly, bi-poly, bi-poly, hippie chick? Mm, Jesus, it sounds like I'm inventing a toy. It's bouncy, bouncy, fun, fun, fun. I'm thinking of Tigger. That's who I'm thinking of. She's Tigger. Uh, she's hippie Tigger. Mm-hmm. 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 It was 20 minutes before Jake felt anything kicking in. They had stopped at Camp Twinkie. Twinkle. Twinkle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I'm hungry. I would think maybe they would want some Twinkies at this point. They had stopped at Camp Twinkle, admiring the laser lights, while Terrence tried unsuccessfully to flirt with a very high and very southern girl named Savannah. Or Myrtle Beach. Something coastal. I hope her name wasn't Myrtle Beach. That's not cute. Jake was too distracted by the lasers emanating from her eyes and nostrils to catch it. I think I'm starting to trip. Oh, no, wrong, wrong person. I think I'm starting to trip, he told Nadine. The dragon on her breast nodded agreement. Nadine took his hand and said, Squid velocity. What? I said, let's dance. The dragon said impatiently, and Jake <laughs> found himself dragged to the center camp by Nadine's breasts and probably the rest of her. I have really good images in my head. He's being manhandled by breasts. I would like to be manhandled by breasts. Can I be manhandled? Wait a second. No, you're using manhandled wrong. I'm confused. <laughs> and there goes another brain cell. And I just got smoke in my eye. Hold on, I can't see. The music was a pounding dubstep mix that caused the air around Jake to thicken and buzz. There was a small man. Nope, just a man. <laughs> Why am I embellishing this story? There was a man clad only in zebra stripes and wearing a fuzzy pom-pom on the head of his cock. A girl wearing a twister board as a dress. A pair of people dressed as trees. Or maybe trees dressed as people. Reality was blurring, and Jake wanted to blur with it. He danced with Nadine, who looked more and more like a fairy princess. Her face was sharpening, her eyes sparkling. The world was spinning and stomping around them, making Jake... Dizzy. The world is spitting and stomping around us, he shouted. It's making me dizzy. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You think Mr. Ely was trying to make some sort of word count? <laughs> He's repeating the narrative in dialogue. You should relax and enjoy it, the breast dragon said. The abstract butterflies on her other breasts were fucking now in what appeared to be reverse cowgirl position. I would really like to see butterflies fucking. <laughs> I, Ser I'm, seriously? I'm sure you can somewhere. Really? Okay. If you find that video, send it to me, Prob right? Probably not in reverse cowgirl position. Will I be in trouble for going on a website that would show such a thing? I don't know. I don't think there's such a thing as butterfly porn. You look into that and get back to me. I am enjoying it, he replied. I'm also horny as hell. There's a sound clip. Quartermain, Nadine said encouragingly. Flipping table heavy basket rod. Are you sure, Jake said. I'm game if you are, but you should do the talking. You're better at picking up chicks. <sighs> <laughs> I love this story. It's The stuff that's happening in my head is way better than what's coming out of my mouth. I just wish I could project it somehow visually to the listeners. I think generally Lee uh, probably doesn't remember writing this. Or living it. Yeah. 
Nadine nodded, kissed him, and said, Psychopomp Wittershins! She then slipped away to dance very close to the Twister girl. The dragon chuckled, and Jake was pretty sure he heard one of the butterflies yell, Right hand blue, baby, above the music. Right hand blue, baby. He stepped to one side and closed his eyes for a moment. The inside of his mind was a fractal 3D landscape. Everything was connected, and it was clear to Jake that his ego was a thin, cozy fiction, a light fog of memories and synapses. Parts of him were falling off, and Jake didn't mind at all. He found himself slipping into the atoms of his brain cells. Ooh, nice tie-in. Yes, indeed. As my brain cells are slipping, he's slipping into his brain cells. The electrons were glow sticks, and the nucleus of each atom was a 1983 Pontiac Trans Am. Someone touched Jake on the shoulder, bringing him out of it. Princess Nadine and Twister Girl were there. You're Jake, Twister Girl said. Nadine said you were both feeling a little out of it and needed help getting back to your tent. Nadine leaned in and whispered in his ear, Canteen Vermilion Focus. Is that a Harry Potter spell? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Canteen think so. Vermilion Focus. <laughs> What's she trying to turn him into? It's like to change a cup into a rat or something. Jake nodded. That's really nice of you. I have to warn you, though. I think my penis just fell off. Twister Girl smiled. A cute sideways smile that made the right side of her face light up lasciviously. Did I say that right? Yes. Yay! Then Nadine and I will just have to improvise. Dun-dun-dun! Jake woke with the morning sun pressing its warmth into his skin. He remembered the night, and he knew he should feel more hungover. After they'd stumbled back to the tent, there had been drinking and hash and a very long physical night. And the weirdness of the trip had lasted hours and hours. He still felt a sense of wholeness and well-being that overwhelmed his slight hangover or his need to pee. He heard Terence outside the tent, babbling about finding something or other and selling it on Silk Road. He must have been up all night to be awake this early. The wholeness and well-being lasted until Jake opened his eyes. Nadine was on the far side of the air mattress, her dragon and butterflies smeared beyond recognition. Between them was zebra guy. I almost said between them was a gay zebra, and I have no idea where I got that from. (laughs) I'm rewriting the story on the fly, and I don't know why, because it's wonderful as it is. Between them was Zebra Guy, his stripes not smeared at all. His penis pom-pom had fallen off, however, and lay nestled against Jake's thigh. Jake reached down to retrieve it, his mind still caught in the paralysis of confusion and regret that kept him from fully processing what this meant. Something else was strange, too. He looked, and his mental haze settled in for the long haul. His His penis penis was was still still gone. gone. What happened to his penis? It's gone. And that was Penis Envy by Steve Ely. It certainly was. I loved every minute of it. There was a party in my head. I want to be at that party. I'm sure you did. Except for you don't want to wake up with no penis. No. That would be depressing. You think? There are a lot of things it's okay to wake up missing. Your penis isn't one of them. That's a bad night out. I'd chalk that up to a pretty bad night out. Mm-hmm. We should make a phone call. Okay. Hello? Max Max. Howdy. You're on uh, the air with pressing buttons and the word whore. Wow. Hello. My life's dream has been fulfilled. Yay. Was this your only one? This was my only live stream, yes. I feel so honored. I live in a world of low expectations. Aww, Don't we you, all? You had to go and piss on it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. I'm really excited. 
Welcome to the seventh anniversary show of Air Out My Shorts. Wow. Now I'm really flattered. You should be. We thought long and hard about who should be our guest tonight. And you came up with me anyway, huh? <coughs> then we, then we, nobody answered the phone, so we called you. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. For those of our listeners that don't know, Max is one of the former hosts of Countless Screaming Argonauts. Yep. Well, if they don't know, they should all be shot. Well, yes. We, uh, we did a podcast for almost five years. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot of fun. The fabulous Penguin, who was my partner for these shows, decided that, that he was too busy, I guess. So he's taking a break. Has did you, did has you a life. part amicably? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're still friends. Uh, I, I, he just uh, <laughs> he just said, I got I to gotta stop doing this for a while, and I and, uh, hope that's cool. See, we say that after we finish recording every episode. <laughs> I really thought you guys had pod faded. I was, that was very bummed. That was a fair assumption. That was a very fair assumption. We were a little lax. So tell me about the the finger. I'm I'm I, I see the picture, which by the way is, is an excellent adjustment to your icon. The one we used for the raffle, you mean? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just a little pool of blood there by the hand. I'm like, <laughs> believe it or not, I have photos that actually look like that. That's, that's that's terrible. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. Well, I will tell you the story. First, I want to thank you very much for buying a ticket. Very sweet of you. Well, you know what? I I, I got to tell you, I, I wondered who the word whore was for a long time. And eventually, I, I sort of figured it out. I had a guess. And then uh, didn't you post the, the air out my shorts? icon at some point in your Facebook page? I changed it when we started the raffle, yes. Oh, okay. Well, and anyway, it just confirmed, but I had no idea who Buttons was. Until today? Until yesterday, yeah. Oh, ooh. Oh, and the veils are all dropping. Yes. <laughs> like <the> flies. <laughs> didn't you friend me? Uh, you don't think so? I don't know. Maybe I did, but I, I've friended a number of people in the uh, the group with uh, John and Scott. Yeah, I think that's how all the veils started dropping because because I can't seem to post in their group as air out my shorts. It won't let me do that. Oh. So I just broke down and started. You know, I I didn't care anymore. Who knew what? You know. You know, I try to maintain my anonymity too, and I think that. If, like, the CIA decided that they wanted to go back and look at references to my blog and my podcast, they're going to be able to figure it out. I'm not too worried about it. I went through a long phase where I was pretty paranoid about it because I, I want to believe certain people in my life who know me personally understand that the word whore is kind of a character <laughs> and right. some of the shit that comes out of my mouth and some of the <laughs> stories I tell, I don't necessarily want associated with my real life. Right. There's a certain amount of, shall we say, puffery involved. Puffery and fluffery. <laughs> and fluffery. But we may have just lost 20 listeners by saying that. <laughs> All 20 um, of them? All 20 of them. You know, it's the voices. Buttons has a fairly interesting voice, but... That's one way of putting it. But we all love the word horror. I mean, who who are we kidding? I sound like David Sedaris, apparently. When we first started the show, we were getting emails of people thinking Buttons was David Sedaris. And it did wonders for our listenership at the beginning. We were getting accidental exposure because they thought it was David Sedaris, which yeah. makes sense because he writes short fiction and, you know, he narrates it and it made sense. And people just believe that to be the case. So we got all this like great listenership at the beginning and people sending us stories that thought it was credible. And, <laughs> and they really wanted David Sedaris to do their stuff. Yeah. And then we, then we got some really angry emails from the people who said, this is not the show we thought we sent our stories to. Please never read our shit again. <laughs> so, uh, it was yeah. kind of like uh, Clat 2, you know, being mistaken for the Beatles. 
everyone liked them until they found out they weren't the Beatles. Who who is that? I I'm not that hip. Clatu. Clatu. Clatu was a band actually from Toronto that put out an album that has well it has the song "Calling Occupants" on it, which. Oh, I the, think I've heard that. Yeah. The Carpenters covered and stuff, but that that album sounds very much like the Beatles to the point where there's a George Harrison sounding song. There's a guy who sounds like Paul McCartney, a guy who sounds like John Lennon, even sort of the Ringo Starr kind of song as well. And they did such a good job. And it wasn't really, I don't think they were intentionally trying to sound like the Beatles in the sense that they were imitating them. But when Calling Occupants went out and was a big hit, people thought it was the Beatles. And then the album started selling really well. And they just didn't say anything. There was another band that everybody said uh, was just like the Beatles. I'm trying to... I'm trying to think who I know. There was I should else know too because I think they I think they talked about them on, a, on an episode of Mad Men this season. The, a client wanted a Beatles sounding band in their ad, and they found somebody else. And now I can't remember that if that band was real or fictitious. There is a real band, and and it's oh, I got one of their songs right on the tip of my tongue, but I can't I can't think of it. You you can like edit all this sort of boring stuff out, right? We edit so much, it's crazy. And I'm going <laughs> to edit that out. <laughs> oh, good. Good, because when we did the Argonauts, we hacked the hell out of it. I always believe we were one of the few shows that did so much editing. We have to. Like, we just have to. There are times when, you know, we talk about the sound quality for 20 minutes. <laughs> and there's this big chunk of, like techno gibberish garbage and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing and stuff that just doesn't belong in there at all. But the sound is always good and, and John and Scott's sound is always good and, and that's very frustrating to me because Fabulous Penguin and I were never in the same room and we don't know crap about sound and our show just never was as good sounding as yours. But Buttons, you're like a an engineer guy, right? Uh, no, I'm a musician which by default makes me knowledgeable to a degree right yeah yeah it also makes him it makes him really picky about the sound so when we started recording remotely he was just like i don't want to do this anymore it all sounds like shit sounds like skype i can't stand it that that's the way john is too he's like it's gotta sound good and uh and we just we could never make that work so some of our shows were like spectacularly awful sounding especially when when we would get three people on the call, we we really really had a tough time. Skype can't handle that too well. Yeah, this yes, this is sounding a little Skypey. It is a little Skypey. Uh, I I was also uh, googling bands that sound like the Beatles, <laughs> so that might have been affecting things too. Uh, and I, and I was drinking. <laughs> there's a song. It's something like No matter where you go, I will always be around. That band. Is the band that's supposed to sound like the Beatles? I don't know. Is that Badfinger? Because Bad. I think it is Badfinger. Yeah. It's Badfinger. Bad Badfinger pop sprung to mind, but I was thinking of someone else because they did the "If you want it, here it is, come and get it." Yeah. Right. Which I think is written by Lennon McCartney. I'm not sure. Is that right? That's very cool. I didn't. I didn't know that. I'm. I'm a huge Beatles fan, but I didn't, even I didn't know that. I, yeah, Badfinger. I played in a band that opened for Badfinger. Yeah, I, I I meant to write down, but of course I'm always listening in the car the name of your band because I wanted to to check it out. Not that I know anything about ska, but I heard that you were in a ska band uh, once upon a time. But you know, you should just listen to uh, the last episode or uh, John and Scott's uh, episode where they I actually. I think that's probably it. where he heard it. That's where I heard it. Yeah. Oh, I'm up to date. I have. I have. It's the first thing I do. Well, no, it's not because with John and Scott. I, I usually wait till I have a long trip because I always play my stuff in the car, and they talk for three hours. So uh, if I'm just going back and forth to work, which is a mile and a half away, I can't listen to their show because I can't ever get it over with. You don't mean over with. I don't mean over with. <laughs> I, I, I can't ever get satisfied. Right. I don't know. Sometimes three hours in, I'm like, yeah, get it over with. <laughs> <laughs> Polly B always gave them shit for how long their show was. Remember when it was three parts? Oh yeah, that drove me crazy. Oh fuck, it was brutal. I, I never, I, I 
came on after they were doing the three part thing, and I never went back and listened to those. No, they would do three. They would release one episode as three parts of about forty five minutes each, and uh, or an hour. And that just kind of frustrated me more because it's like, well, I'm not going to listen to some pieces, which actually does make more sense if you're doing stuff like on the transit or in the car, I guess. But I I really enjoy listening to him. You want to know how I how I got to your show? Yeah. I started out, uh, a friend of mine, I'd never heard a podcast. A friend of mine gave me a CD with a couple of stories from Escape Pod. So I heard my friend is a lesbian zombie. Yay! And I said, I got to hear more of that. And, and somewhere in there, I started listening. I think I think I listened to you guys first, and you were talking about John and Scott, and I thought, all right, now I got to listen to them. Ooh, yay! I like that we sent them a listener. You did. And I don't know what it is about them that you can sit there and listen to them for three hours. But well, they, they have great voices, and they've got a great just kind of – you know, they're they're. You can tell they're they're good guys. They're decent people. They're and they're smart. And they're, they, yes, they, they agree with me politically, and they're they're into science and stuff. So yes, yes, that helps a great deal. And I listen to you guys because uh, you're into booze. So. <laughs> We're into what booze? Yes, we are. I tell Some, them, I tell sometimes them too much. Yes. I said, there's there's a couple of drunk Canadians that do this show where they read bad literature, and and you have to listen to it. I think that should be our new promo clip. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your new show, or is it too premature? We we did our first recording last Yay! night. Yay! <laughs> oh, it's we're the first to air with this. That's right. This is news. You are breaking news live on the air. My blog is called Eight Minutes on High because I get on my high horse about eight minutes at least every day. You don't do it while you're high? No, I don't do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, it depends on, on what you're talking about for getting yourself high. All, all of my highs are legal now. Okay. But I, I get on my high horse and, and I, I write and rant because I'm very political and people drive me nuts. And so... We're, I'm just going to do a, a show called Eight Minutes on High, and um, I, I had this old friend that I kind of lost track of, and uh, he's going to be on it with me, and, and we're going to talk about politics and, and whatever else uh, we feel like and, and see how it goes. I'm going to miss the fabulous Penguin. He was great. He was, he was such an excellent counterpoint. I was very sad to hear the news, and it was quite recent that I found out you guys were stopping. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it'd be nice if, uh, if the Penguin decides that, that he needs to do it again. He started taking photography. He's going to open a photography uh, blog page and sell some things, hopefully. And um, I think his wife wanted more of his attention. I get that. So? I don't know. I've heard the guy speak. <laughs> what do you mean by that, Button? I don't know what that means either. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not saying this to be dirty, but I have to take my pants off. <laughs> Buttons makes me turn my air conditioning off to record because it's too noisy and there's too uh -huh. much room noise. And he makes me unplug my refrigerator so my beer gets warm. <laughs> So now I'm being white trash and I'm drinking beer with ice. Um, with your pants off. W well, soon to be with my pants off. So, folks, I am taking my pants off on the air. I never knew you wore pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably pretended that I recorded naked anyway, so I just fucked up that myth, too. <laughs> this is the Mythbusters 7th anniversary special. I don't know. <laughs> this, this might be like, the word horror is taking her pants off. <laughs> I think this will probably get you more listeners than ever. <laughs> well, they're off. <laughs> Max, where where do you live? I like to say I live in the Catskills. I, I live in upstate New York at, at the edge of the Catskill Mountains. You know where the Catskills are? Mm-hmm. They're beautiful. I don't. It's, it's kind of the next uh, – there's a break – you know where the Adirondacks are. They're kind of just south of the big lake there that you know about. Yeah, no. 
and then there's the New York State Thruway. <laughs> I don't know where any of the mountains are except the rocky ones. Get a fucking atlas, man. <laughs> you know what? I, I have a good friend, an, an old, old friend who is Canadian, and uh, he moved down here years ago. And I found out through him that Canadians know geography. Americans are stupid. Nobody knows where anything is, but you ask a Canadian, you know, where's Indonesia, and they'll find it for you. Well, there you go, Buttons. Just blew that myth. <laughs> well, Two. to be fair, I could tell you more about Indonesia than I can about Upper State New York. Yeah, well, we're, we're um, between uh, the Adirondacks and New York City. It's a very old, low chain of, of mountains, and it's gorgeous. A lot of uh, lakes and small streams, and great trout fishing. Near, and windy roads. And near Poughkeepsie? Yeah, yeah, Poughkeepsie's uh, on the edge of the Catskills. You should say you're from Poughkeepsie, because it's fun to say. It is a good word, isn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, and now I forgot the next one. Uh, there's, a, there's another one, Coxsackie. Oh, I wish I was from Coxsackie. There you go. The word whore from Coxsackie. <laughs> you could say you're from Coxsackie. Well, oh, she I, will. I will from now on. I'm putting it on my business card. <laughs> so I'm I'm somewhere near Coxsackie. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm still working on that anonymity thing, trying not to, to tell everybody exactly where I live. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still hoping to rein it in a little bit, but but with with the whole raffle thing, I just decided to kind of drop the because it's it's hard for me to say, oh, by the way, I'm having a raffle, but I'm doing it under this name, and then I send the name, and it's like, oh shit, I just sent that to my aunt. <laughs> I mean, do I really need her to know that I have an alter ego called the word whore? And then I thought, oh, fuck, maybe it's time to just drop all the veils and just, you know, let it go. I know that I, buttons, uh, uh, you know. Well, it's even not that I promoted it. I was more uptight about your anonymity than mine. Right. That's what I meant. Because oh, we, I see. We, we were getting some pretty... Icky, creepy shit. Oh, is that right? Yeah. At one point, yeah. <laughs> because it because of the name, the word horror is that it? The the name and you know some some of the shit that falls out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, just people have people have to know you first before they can uh, appreciate appreciate it. I I looked online and once I thought I th I think. I think this artwork is hers. I was looking at your artwork. It's phenomenal. Oh, you're so sweet. I I have a little bit of knowledge about this. I, I did go to art school myself, and uh, I really like your stuff. And, and I actually thought, man, if I could get one of those paintings for 25 bucks, that's a great deal. And you just might. <laughs> And, and so it it hurt me to tell everybody that that they should get their their raffle tickets in, but uh, uh, I I understand the the need for it, and it, you know it's terrible. I, I but you're Canadian, you can get healthcare, right? Yeah, here's the problem. I'll, I'll I'll try to make it as quick as possible because I think I think I may have told you when I you know when we were initially exchanging messages about this that you know I couldn't talk about it for the first ten months because there was a court case a involved. Uh, yes. So so now that I can freely discuss it, that's that's the other reason I'm not so paranoid about people knowing who I am while I'm doing this. But, you know, I'm still a little jumpy about it just in case. There's You're a celebrity. You have celebrities have to be careful. <laughs> Basically what happened is I, I'll try to make it super quick without boring everyone to tears and sounding like a big whiny baby because I'm so over the story. Uh -huh. um, I sat on a big heavy wooden chair at a sidewalk cafe this like brand new just open little fancy resto bar lounge here in south beach 
And it was, you know, early Friday evening, eight-ish. I was joining a friend for a cocktail. I think I was maybe on my second. And I'm a smoker, as all of our listeners know. Mm. And my friend is not. So he went to the restroom and I went outside for a cigarette. And I went to sit on a chair. And I woke up the next morning in the hospital. It just, like, collapsed and knocked you out? Apparently, the one of the back legs of the chair either slid off the curb or into one of those tree planter pits. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. gravel-filled pits. It's hard to tell because the restaurant has since paved over those. Uh, but a, and, a sidewalk tree. Yes. So it's it's really not clear. The problem was my friend was in the restroom when it happened inside the place, and I didn't know anyone outside, and I was knocked unconscious, so I didn't ask people what happened, right? It was too late. Wow. So we lost all track of witnesses. No one called 911. The uh, manager of the restaurant bound up my hand while I was knocked unconscious, so I didn't even see the damage until the bandages came off almost a week later. Basically, what happened was the hospital called the best hand surgeon in this city, called him in and had them rebuild my pinky, pinky, which had exploded. Wow. Pulverized. Um, But my hand was pinned under the chair between the sidewalk with me on top of it. So I I had hairline fractures all across my knuckles. And then they rebuilt the pinky and put it was broken in 14 places. It was pulverized. Wow. And they put pins in it and they buddy taped it to the finger next to it. Mm hmm. And support. Yeah. So I lost, I'd say, maybe 40% mobility in that finger just from being strapped to the other one because then the fractures didn't heal properly. (sighs) I know. Anyway, I know I'm going way overboard on the... I said I was going to make no, it so- but you know I think I I think your listeners wanted to know because you made reference to this like destructo hand disaster and people are like how can you hurt your hand that much? I know, and we were we were trying to keep it light because at the time I wasn't really supposed to be talking about it at all, and plus you know this this is supposed to be a kind of a lighthearted funny show <laughs> we didn't want to get gross, but yeah I mean it was it was pretty fucking bad so the end result is uh, the pinky's still attached but it's dead so it has no circulation it's ice cold it's blue and gray and purple <laughs> and wow. and I you know I knock it into things all the time because I can't feel it so can it's, you, can it's you command it oh no no it has no movement it's bent like it's curled in towards the palm of my hand, so it's constantly in the way. Wow. They should have cut it off. They it sounds like it's yeah. not doing anything. I, I don't know. Maybe they know more about <laughs> medicine than I do. Maybe. Well, I think they had higher hopes for uh, the recovery uh. of it. You know, like Eva, my surgeon literally cried in front of me when he realized it wasn't going to regain any movement. It was like, you know, his work of art. He was so proud to have rebuilt it from wow. the scraps of exploded bone. But so- uh, that's that. So really what happened was they kept giving me hope and saying, oh, you know, after a bit of physical therapy, everything's going to be fine. And they kept kind of, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say they were stringing me along, but I also thought the restaurant was going to help. So yeah. at, at the beginning, I wasn't so freaked about the financial aspect of it. I just assumed there would be a successful partial liability claim. I would think. Yeah, everybody thought. So. And, that, and that's been decided and you lose? Yeah. Oh, but it was it was their chair and all you did was sit in it. All I did was sit on it and I am not, you know, this isn't one of those shallow hell incidents where, you know, I just look little and I explode <laughs> chairs all over the place. I mean, buttons can tell you I'm 
I'm not of a build that goes around breaking heavy wooden outdoor furniture. Well, so the next question, and the most important question is, can you paint? That's the part that I don't like to talk about because I get oh. all weepy. But um, I've cut down all of my paintbrushes to about two inches in length because... At their normal length, the pinky was just kind of flipping them out of my hand. And I've just, I've just, you know, I've spent the last year teaching myself to hold them differently and approach the canvas at a different angle. And it's frustrating as fuck. But uh, I'm also a graphic designer. So you so can do computer stuff. Even that, like it's... Could. I, uh-huh. I had to throw away the mouse because that, you know, I can't even put it in my hand properly anymore. You know, even that, I, I have to approach my keyboard at a completely different angle so when it comes to Uh precision i'm just i'm still really fucking clumsy that's all it comes down to well you'll you'll get that it'll it'll come back although it sounds like maybe they better take the finger just to get it out of your way i i have come very close to just begging someone to cut it off (laughs) get your garden shears at this point it just does more harm than good Anyway, that's that's my long, sad tale, and there was no reason for us to waste your wonderful, exciting... I, I wanted to know. I, I, I'm a, a listener and a fan, so I'll, I'll bet you everybody else wanted to know, too. Well, that's sweet. I actually told the whole story a few months ago on TTN. There was one night that I called in because... Um, Buttons and I were supposed to record, and then he, I don't know, he canceled last minute or something, and I was already on Skype and kind of drunk. So I saw that TTN was online. I didn't know they were recording, and I just, out of the blue, randomly called them. We recorded almost an hour with Mm. me telling this whole story, the the cost of health care here. Yeah. And we realized 40 minutes in, John hadn't clicked record. Oh, no. And by the time we started again and hit record, I just didn't want to tell the story again. So we just glossed over it. Your paintings are really, really good, and and you need to do more of them. I suppose you were going to anyway, but... uh, I'm definitely going to. I'm staring at my empty glass. (laughs) I have to pee, and I need a refill. So go pee. I'm going to... Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, she's only got nine fingers. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> she fell down the stairs. Oh, no. Okay, plug your, plug your new show one more time for us. Okay. It's eight minutes on high, and uh, it's going to be on iTunes. It's either going to be www.8minutesonhigh.com. Or I had an original one that was on Blogspot, which was eight minutes on high.blogspot.com. So, so look for it. I don't know. You can tell me which which you think is a better place to station. I was thinking I might use one for the podcast and and one for me ranting about things that I rant about. Yeah, that makes sense. As long as you have you know sort of a master page that connects them both together. Um, I'm not that clever. Oh, come on. Even Buttons can pull that off. Well, Buttons is a technical genius. That's true. You know, he has that going for him, which is (laughs) nice. And he was in a ska band. Yes. Which I still have to look up ska. (laughs) What was the name of the band again, Buttons? The name was King Apparatus. King Apparatus. I must check that out. But you said you don't get any residuals, but I have to listen anyway. (laughs) Well, yes, do. Uh, he's still he's still proud, and, and I he should be. Thank you very much for calling me and honoring me on your anniversary show. Thank you very much for joining us. That was fun, and we should have done it a long, long time ago. Yes. Well, perhaps we'll do it again sometime. Oh, we most certainly will. Great. So we'll listen to Eight Minutes on High. We'll eight do. Eight Minutes on High. All right. Hi. Thanks. Good night. Good night. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you, Max Max. That was fun. That was fun. Long overdue. We should have done that ages ago. He's been he's been a very loyal listener and contributor and yes, a delightful gentleman. That's the first time we've talked to him verbally, out loud. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry to see uh 
countless screaming Argonauts go. We wish the Penguin the best in his new life of retired... um, What's he doing? Photography. Yes. Good luck with that. You will be missed. Indeed. Mm -hmm. I want to ask everybody to join us on Facebook. Go to Facebook, type in Air Up My Shorts. We're there. Like us, join us, talk to us. Um, I'd like everybody to please call the audio comment line or the cardio comment line, whichever you prefer. Um, what else? What else? Nobody ever goes to the playpen anymore. You need to fix the link on the website to the playpen. It's broken. What do you mean it's broken? I told you three times and you didn't fix it. It goes to a page that says the forum is now here, and it doesn't redirect. Hmm. It's annoying. Maybe we got to stop naming everything twice. I noticed last episode you said story generator instead of plot blunder. I'm like, how many names do we need for shit? Maybe we're just confusing people. Well, I think people would understand what I meant. Maybe they've lost as many brain cells as I have, and they can't keep track of all the shit we're trying to make them do. Anyway, uh, I want to give a little shout out to the Hey You Know It podcast. Um, They've been very lovely, and they shout out to us often. And because we've been so very, very behind in our recording and our listening, I didn't know that until very recently. But I have just caught up on all their shows, and I absolutely love it. Very good. Listen to Hey You Know It. Uh, We're now on Stitcher Radio because of Hey You Know It. I don't even know what that is. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was ashamed that I didn't know what it was. And I went to it and I still, it's on my phone now and I still don't know how to run the thing. So I need a tutorial. So if anyone's out there who knows how to make Stitcher Radio do stuff, tell me. But we're on it, so find us there. Um, And also we're on iTunes and we always have been and we always will be. And, oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. Maybe that's not true. Um, (laughs) We're there. And we're there for now. And (laughs) review us on iTunes. Please, 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 please. Call our audio comment line at 30576-SHOWS. That's 30576-SHOWS, as in shows me your pom-pom. And happy, uh, happy seventh anniversary to us. Happy seventh anniversary to us. Thank you for sticking by us and or finding us again. And uh, those of you who have stopped listening because we were so very lax in our releases, we hope you'll come back to us. So spread the word and let's uh, let's start year eight. Yay! Yay! Year out. My shorts. My shorts. You've been listening to Air Out My Shorts with Preston Buttons and the Word Whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. Air out my shorts. My shorts. Does beer kill brain cells? Yes. Fuck. Pay attention to the song, motherfuckers. Buy our stuff, make us rich. Official Air Out My Shorts merchandise available now at cafepress.com slash Air Out My Shorts.